You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Diving stop, Seager. Toss on up the first. In time to get seven. Three-run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away, center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven. Scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back to Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here once again. Hope you had a good weekend. Hopefully it went better than the Mariners weekend in Houston. That was a rough one as the Mariners dropped three to the Houston Astros, swept aside, and now the Mariners up against it as they return home off day today, and then a series starts with the Texas Rangers. We'll dive into more of the homestand coming up in the podcast tomorrow. We'll spend this one mostly reviewing what happened, and then we'll preview what's ahead for the M's and what's ahead is a huge, huge homestand and the stretch run after well, getting swept over the weekend. The silver lining is the Twins only took one of three over the weekend, so the Mariners didn't lose a ton of ground, but at this point of the season, they really can't afford to lose much more at all. In fact, they have to start gaining ground if they're going to make a run at this thing with just the homestand left and then a last road trip. We're talking 12 games left in the season. Right now, the Twins, after winning yesterday, 78-71 and 71 on the year, the Angels are two back after losing yesterday. The Mariners, four and a half back. They've lost three in a row. And Kansas City, they've fallen five back, along with Texas, five back as well. Baltimore, five and a half. And Tampa Bay, five and a half. But the Mariners, some work to do. Minnesota will play tonight. They go to the Bronx to take on the Yankees. So we'll keep a close eye on that one, and we'll see when we talk tomorrow exactly where the Mariners are at. But this was a rough series for the Mariners, of course, riding high coming into this series. And Houston has really been, they've been the momentum stopper in the month of September. You look at this month now, Mariners 0-6 against the Astros, 8-2 and against everyone else. Momentum by sweeping aside the A's, then they run into the Astros for three. Momentum again, winning a series against the Angels, winning a four-game series against the Rangers, and then again they run into the Houston Astros. And it was the case again where the Mariners playing some close games against Houston. You look on the first game of the series, Houston scores three in the first, one in the third, but the Mariners able to fight back and try and scramble back into the ball game. The one-two, swinging a ground ball, left side into left field for a base hit. Segura drives in the second Mariners run of the game. He's been responsible for both. Mariners crawling back into this one. It's 5-2 Houston as Zanino comes down the line from third base and scores. Third hit this inning for the Mariners. Yeah, unfortunately, that would be the final 5-2. They lose game one of the series. James Paxton struggled an inning and a third, four hits, three runs earned, 50 pitches in that one, and we'll see what he can do the next time out. 
Here's what uh, James Paxton had to say about his first outing off the DL. Yeah, um, you know, health-wise, I'm fine. You know, nothing, nothing's hurting, um, so that's good news. But uh, you know, unfortunately, I was just out of out of whack on the mound. Um, I was just watching some video, and uh, my front side was going early, so I said nothing to throw against. I felt like I went to throw the ball, and there was nothing there. Um, but you know, luckily we caught it early, and I think it's something we can fix in a bullpen and uh, kind of get back out there and get back to what we were doing. The mindset that this is just a process. Me. In a mindset that this is just a process. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's unfortunate that it happened now because these are very important games. Um, but hopefully it's something that I can fix quickly. So uh, next time out, I can help the team do what we need to do. How hard is that without, without a rehab? I mean, you did the sim game, but it's not quite the same. Uh, um, to jump back in and try to, try to get everything in sync. Yeah, you know, things change with intensity and um, the adrenaline that comes with it. Things, uh, the timing and all that stuff is, is different than throwing in a sim game or in bullpens. Um, but, you know, we're going to try and ramp it up in the bullpen and get a better feel for it. And there's some drills we can do that kind of walk me back in. And I think as soon as we do that, we can get back to where I need to be. So that was James Paxton after his uh, start in the first game of the series. In the second game, the Mariners facing Dallas Keuchel. Falling down 6 nothing in the ball game. Keiko goes 6, allowing just one run. But the Mariners fight back in this one. The 1-0 to Hanniger. Swing and a drive. Deep to left field. Going and going. Goodbye baseball. Up around the tracks and falls down below into left field. The Crawford boxes. Mitch Hanniger with his 13th home run of the season. It's now the Astros 8. And the Mariners six, and it isn't over yet. After a four-run eighth, a run in the ninth, eight to six, that would be the final as the M's drop game two of the series. Game three, a tall task with Justin Verlander on the hill. But Gamble starts out with a home run to give the Mariners a one nothing lead, but Verlander was locked down after that. Seven innings of three-hit ball, allowing just one run and striking out ten in the ball game. And the Astros go on to win the third game of the series, 7-1. to one. They sweep aside the M's, and they clinch the AL West, improving to 91-58 and 58 on the season. A big, big day for the Astros, their first division title in a long time since 2001. It was party time in Houston. Now the Mariners up against it. Here's what the skipper, Scott Service, said after the ball game yesterday. Kind of a difficult matchup. Uh, yeah, you know, going in the ball game, you know, uh, we knew we're gonna have to keep it close because we probably weren't gonna get a lot off Merlander. But uh, you know, obviously he was really good again today. Uh, unfortunately, we've seen him too many times this year, and uh, yeah, outside of one time, we'll come back. We had at home, he's had our number. So uh, you know, I thought Andrew Moore threw the ball pretty well. You know, had a little traffic there, and uh, you know, the switch hitters coming up. You know, went to Pazos, and it wasn't. Same positives that we saw over in Texas. You know, he didn't have the same stuff today. And, you know, Gonzalez, who had, you know, had been right on more, you know, in the last home stand at our place and then again today, uh, you know, he got a fastball from, from Pazos and took care of it. So I think the, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, we played really good. We swung the bats really good in Texas, you know, coming in here. We're hoping to have a better series, obviously, than we did. Uh, you know, it didn't happen. They got a really good ball club. They played well. And when we did, they beat us. You know, and, you know, we got to play better. And, that's where we're at. The uh, batter's interference call. What did Drake see? Uh, he said it was contact uh, with the catcher and Hanniger. Um, you know, my argument was like, you know, 
I, I thought I haven't seen the replay of it, but you know, I felt like Hanniger was in the box, um, and McCann kind of initiated the contract contact and went into him. Um, you know, it, it's a judgment call. The umpire made the call right there. Didn't agree with it. It was a big play in the game. You know, we're right there still in the game. Uh, you know, guy on third, Kanoa up. You know, like a chance of maybe knocking one in there, but uh, you know, judgment call and did not go our way. In the ninth, once again, you guys load the bases. It seems like I mean, your team just just doesn't give up late, no matter the score. No, our guys keep fighting. There, there's no doubt. Uh, they, they're going to keep keep grinding it out, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, obviously, the the Astros are ready to celebrate, and you know, our guys want to let him try to hold that off as long as we could. Put some good at bats against Giles. Just, you know, too little, too late. Some guys watch the celebration. Others, you know, look away. Do you reference it, use it at all? Oh, uh, you know, I've seen a few uh, in my day. I've been involved in a few. Um, it's really hard to win, you know, and I think when you're on the other side of it, like we are right now, it's okay for guys to take a look, especially young players, and see what it's about. I think most of the veteran guys that have been there, been part of it, will get back in the clubhouse and they're worried about what we got going forward. Scott, the last time you, you got swept by the Astros, you bounced back and came back and played well. You're kind of running out of time here. What, where are you guys at? Oh, we are. We are running out of time. You know, these games are important. Uh, I assume that we will bounce back. They're a good ball club. They had our number all year. They, they, they beat us, you know, in a number of games that were very tight. They got the big hits. They made the big plays late in the game. We didn't. Uh, but, you know, it didn't stop us. We got a series of a day off tomorrow. Um, you know, Texas comes in and then Cleveland. Um, so we got to keep grinding it, keep playing hard. Uh, a lot of things can still happen. You know, I know that people are looking at the Twins or the Angels. We do play the Angels at the end of the year, which is a great thing for us. The Twins are then headed over to play the Yankees. So you got to look at some things. We need help. We've got to help ourselves. And then it'll start at home on Tuesday. Andrew, you know, you've spotted him in there a couple times. Things he can learn from this. Uh, oh, absolutely. Huge learning experience for young players, all, all of them. Uh, we've got a few rookies on this team. Um, you know, going through the grind of an entire season, playing in September, playing in important games in September. It's a huge, huge benefit for these young guys. And like I said, I thought Andrew Moore really competed well today, gave us everything we had. Just, you know, they had Fisher hit the home run off him, and, you know, we made a move after that. So, uh, but he'll learn from it, and he'll continue to grow. Yeah, yeah, speaking of your relievers, too, your young relievers have a little more experience, but those home runs, those pitches... Not where I think you want. They're in bad spots. There is no doubt. Yeah, we, we've got to handle those situations a little bit better. And uh, I know Pazos is disappointed. And again, he's been throwing the ball great. He really threw the ball well over in Texas in the last three or four times out there. He just didn't have it today. And, you know, you leave balls over the middle of the plate against good teams, teams that are ahead of the playoffs, they're going to make you pay. And, you know, Pagan as well. So, again, we've got some young guys out there. They'll continue to get better and grow from it. You have to learn from it, or you won't be on the good side of things very often. Spoke about the grind. Ben gets the homer today. Would you like to see him push through a little bit? I know he's been fighting a little bit here and there. Yeah, so. I think Gamble's hung in there. I don't think he was going to hit 350 the whole year. Mm -hmm. uh, but after you know he, he tailed off a little bit, he's come back. His at bats have been fine. He's uh, he's competing. Plays hard all the time. That's what I ask our guys. Just play play your butt off every day out there and leave it out on the field. And you know I think our young guys have done that. Yeah, you heard about the struggles against the Astros, and you look at it now. The Mariners five and 14 against Houston this year. 69 and 62 against everyone else. So seven games above 500, but they have not been able to solve the Astros. And tough when you look at the standings and how close the Mariners are to the second slot in the wild card. So the M's will try and turn it around off day today, and we'll preview the Texas Rangers series coming up in the podcast tomorrow. Right now, time for Shannon Dreher with Mike Zanino. First of all, I mean, this is great. This is one of the more relaxed I've seen you before a game. You've got so much to do, but you've got your cup of coffee here. Had a little bit of time today. Kind of nice. 
Yeah, it's it's about mid-September. We've played everybody just about, I mean, 12, 15 times, I feel like. So, I mean, you sort of know what you're going against. Everyone's, uh, you know, feeling good coming off this last series. And, uh, you mean, just trying to stay loose and uh, finish this last stretch strong. Felix yesterday, uh, we, we saw him on the hill, A, healthy, which was great to see. Uh, B, working a little bit different. He said he wanted to make outs. Curveball looked pretty good from him. Was that an approach he can kind of take, or was that an approach to get him through three or four yesterday? Um, it's sort of what I've been talking to him about. I mean, obviously, he's he's been more of a max effort guy in the past, and I mean, he's always been able to throw a lot of pitches and strike guys out, but he was much more controlled. He commanded the baseball. Um, he got a lot of weak contact, a lot of ground balls, and that's something that's really going to help him. And, I mean, his value is going to be giving us six, seven innings when he's healthy. And, I mean, there's there's a less stressful way to do it than running a high pitch count and stuff like that, and I think he's realizing that. Yeah, it was good to see. And we also saw a little bit of basketball. It was good to see that 91 yeah. with, the, with the sinker. He doesn't hey, need too much. No, he's got great life, and that's the biggest thing. He's got great life, great sink. So when he can do that and just command at the bottom of the zone, it's only going to make his changeup play better. And, and he doesn't need 94 to get guys out. Now that sinker's plenty. We also saw, and I, 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 when I heard Adrian Beltre was coming off the DL a couple of days earlier, I'm like, ah, he wants to be in there against Felix. That first time when he walks up, I saw you had some words for him too. I told him, I told him once he was walking up to the plate, I said, I had a feeling you were going to be starting this game, and uh, you know, it's just one of uh, it's a great rivalry to be a part of. And uh, he actually asked me if I wanted the day off. I said no, not knowing that you could be playing today because I wanted to see what was going to happen, but. Uh, I actually was very impressed how Felix attacked him. He stayed under control. Usually he likes to kick it into another gear, but uh, he stayed under control and made pitch and was able to get him a couple times. Yeah, a lot of good things we saw from Felix yesterday. Then the guy who finished, uh, who followed, uh, Garten came in and got the out, and then we saw Andrew Albers, and we're getting to know him a little bit more. And Skip said, uh, I've seen the intensity before and after games, and Skipper said he was talking to himself the entire time in the dugout. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's very passionate. He's very uh, motivated. I mean, obviously... Um, he's got good stuff, but he's not going to wow you when he hits the radar gun. But he's prepared. He goes after guys. And, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. He puts guys on the defensive. And when he does that, that's a mentality he has. He's got that, that Canadian in him, almost a little bit of a hockey player. So it's one of those where, you know, when you see him go on the mound, he's a pure competitor and he goes right after guys. When he came here, James Paxton knew him a little bit. And he said, I think people are going to enjoy him in the clubhouse. He's yeah. not going to be quiet. No, I mean, he's, he's a good presence. You know, he comes in, he puts his work in. That guy's really respected what he's done. He's, 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 I mean, put a lot on his back since he's been over here for us and uh, has given us consistent starts, great outing yesterday out of the bullpen. It's just one of those things that's really what we needed when he came over. One of the fun things we saw in the game yesterday, and I tweeted, and it's not even my birthday, we saw a double steal with you and Alonzo. Alonzo decided to take off, and you guys executed beautifully on that. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, he's a very smart baseball player, and obviously he had a time where he had the guy timed up. I saw him do it the first pitch, and, um, I mean, we sort of made eye contact, sort of had an opportunity to do it, and he untied him to one, and uh, glad it worked out for us. But it just shows, I mean, if we're thinking the game through and we can take advantage of opportunities given to us, it can just help this offense even more. Is that something you're always thinking out there? Yeah, I mean, you're always trying to advance the next bag. I mean, uh, Usually with the guys that aren't the runners, they fall asleep on you. So, I mean, there's obviously times where those bags are there and the opportunities are there. So it's nice to be able to do that and, uh, you mean, get the double play out of order and uh, just sort of move base to base and let those guys hit with runners in scoring position. What can you say of the offense that we've seen the last three days in particular? I think it's the first time everyone's sort of swinging the bat together. You know what I mean? Obviously, we've got times where guys could carry us here and there. But, uh, you mean, when you can see one through nine putting together good at-bats, I mean, there's really no break for opposing pitching. And here's Aaron Goldsmith with Tom Verducci. 
Tom, it is always good to see you as we meet here inside Minute Maid Park in downtown Houston, Texas. The Mariners are right in the thick of the wild card hunt. What have you made of this bizarre race to pick up that second wild card? The Mariners in a very muddled mix right now. You know, I think it's turned out to be exactly what baseball needed because before that we had just one wild card. Baseball really seeded the month of September to the NFL and college football. Now we've made sure that there's more games that are relevant on a daily basis in September. You know, it may not be two teams fighting for 100 wins, but that doesn't matter to each individual market. Uh, There was one night last week I counted 16 games on the schedule. 15 of those had playoff implications. That's all you can ask for. It would be great if everybody was fighting for 100 wins, but they're fighting for a legitimate playoff spot. So I think it's worked out even better than a lot of people anticipated. Meanwhile, you take a look at the Astros right now. It looked like they were in cruise control for the best record in the American League. It has taken a team winning over 20 games in a row to track them down. What are your overall impressions this year if you've watched the Astros from afar and also up close? Well, first half of the season, I thought Houston was the best team. I thought the Dodgers in the NL and the and Houston Astros in the AL were the two best teams in baseball. That has changed in the second half of the season, not just because Cleveland's just been incredibly hot, but because Houston has really come back down to earth, mostly because of injuries. I mean, I, I think their whole season and maybe their, their postseason is predicated on the health of Dallas Keuchel and Lance McCullers Jr. And McCullers is iffy right now. Keuchel, to me, does not have the same command that he had before he won, went on the DL. There's still time to get back on point. But uh, the addition of Justin Verlander definitely helps. Right now, he looks like a game one starter for me. But I still think Houston, as, let's say, mediocre as they played the second half, they are a dangerous postseason team. We bring up the Indians. Thursday night, you were at Progressive Field, the 22nd consecutive win, in incredible fashion for the Indians. What was that like? Uh, down to their last strike, they somehow pulled out the game. And I talked to Cody Allen, the closer, and he said before the bottom of the ninth inning, I said, what were you thinking about? He said, we're going to walk them off. There's just <laughs> tremendous confidence there. And, listen, I was there for the World Series. Certainly Game 7 was a historic game, and a loud game. But remember, a lot of that crowd were Chicago Cubs fans. So last night at Progressive Field was much louder than a World Series game. Those fans were on their feet before the hit by Lindor in the ninth inning. They were on their feet in the tenth inning as well. After the game, the streets are crowded with people. There are horns honking and blaring and people shouting and singing. It looked like a postseason atmosphere last night. It's, I've never seen anything like it. Of course, nobody in baseball has seen anything like it in terms of this winning streak. Turn our attention for a moment back inside the Mariners clubhouse. I know you had a chance to catch up a little bit with Nelson Cruz, who in Arlington just the other night set a personal record for most runs driven in in a season. He has continued to be a contributor offensively and also in the clubhouse for the Mariners. What do you make of this season for Nelson Cruz and just Nelly as the guy as well? Steady as a rock. I mean, he's such a dependable hitter as well as personality in the clubhouse. I think he's the kind of guy, if I were a young player, I'd make sure I was kind of right on his hip pocket throughout uh, the games, but even before and, and after games, because I think he, is, he plays the game the right way um, in terms of investing all of his ability into the game. And I think maybe not having to play the outfield pretty much at all, what a handful of games this year, maybe has helped him offensively to stay fresh throughout the season. You know, I just talked to him about hitting left-handers and right-handers, and strangely, he has not hit left-handers well this year. He said there's no reason for it. It's just one of those quirks in a baseball year. Um, But I do think, listen, he's got a chance to win the RBI title, be one of the three or four oldest players to win an RBI title in this league. Uh, And it shows you he's got a lot more baseball left in him. So you are as dialed in to the new numbers as you are to the old-school style of thinking as well. And it's so interesting because people will devalue the RBI now more than ever. And you look at 
Nelson Cruz this year. He is among the game's leaders just in terms of plate appearances with runners in scoring position. But that doesn't mean that you are guaranteed to drive in the runs. What do you make of the stat of the RBI and particularly what Nelson has been able to do with runners in scoring position? Yeah, it's funny. Nelson and I were just talking about that, about how you know there are so many numbers in the game that he believes, and I do too, the RBI still has value. I think we have a greater understanding that it is. You have to put it in the context of the team, how many opportunities that you do get. But that doesn't mean it's a worthless stat. Uh, maybe it's worth less than we thought back in the day when we didn't have the advanced metrics. But I think when you, did, when you really drill down, you look at what Nelson has done in scoring position opportunities, his RBIs are legit. It, they're real. Um, he hits good pitching. He's the guy I want up there with a runner on second base, no matter what the numbers say. And in this case, the numbers do back it up. <laughs> Tom, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for the time. Thank you. And time for the week that was. This is the week that was a look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week on Mariners magazine. Are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Swing and a high drive to right field straight away. Chu going back, looking up, and goodbye baseball. Into the lower deck, a towering home run. It just missed the upper deck in right field. Kyle Seeger. Swing and it's clubbed high, deep. Two is already given up. This is to right field, long gone. Second deck home run, Kyle Seeger. Back-to-back nights with a big-time jack for the Mariners. Kyle Seeger making them hurt here in Texas once again. Casca ready, fires away. Swing and a well-hit ball deep into the gap. In right center field, going, going. Goodbye baseball over the Rangers' bullpen. Into the lower deck in right center field. Kyle Seeger, yes, he does love hitting here at Globe Life Park. His 12th career home run at this ballpark. His 25th home run of the season. He's either going to hit the ball hard and it's going to go out of the ballpark or find a gap or he's going to hit a little dribbler that finds its way through the infield or a little blooper that falls in. It doesn't really matter what he does. I think if you asked him, he probably wouldn't be able to explain it, except I bet deep down inside, he just feels like he's going to get a hit every time he comes to the plate against us because that's all that's ever happened to him in his career. Next offer on the way. Swing and a drive deep to left field by Zunino. Going and going, and this one is way out of here into the second level. Holy smokes, Mike Zunino with a long home run. Straight away left field, high above the lower deck. Wow, what a shot by Zunino. His 22nd home run of the year. That matches his career high. A tape measure home run, and the Mariners have the lead. That's a pretty good one. I've never seen anybody hit it up there before, so that's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good poke, and then go to right center. I mean, that's that's special. The kid, the kid is absolutely special. You know, he, he can do things, you know, offensively and defensively that not a lot of people can do. And you know, you're talking about that much power out of a catcher. You know, that's pretty special. Zanino, a 470-foot homer earlier. The next pitch, he swings, pelts this out to center field. This is torched. It is up. It is gone. Destroyed inside the Rangers bullpen in right center field. Congratulations, Mike Zanino. Have yourself a night. And a memorable one at that here in Arlington, Texas. Mike Zanino now with 23 home runs, a new single-season best. It's a multi-homer night for Mike Zanino, who has made it now 8-1 Mariner. Urgency, our intensity level uh, was right on point, you know, the last three nights. Uh, offense is really <laughs> driving the car right now. The 2-2. 
Swinging it to the high, tailing fly ball deep down by the pole in right field. It bangs off the pole for a home run the opposite way. Nelson Cruz, are you serious? He just hit a high slicer that was ticketed for a foul ball almost midway up the foul pole and right his 109th RBI of the season. It is a new career best and fitting that it comes in his old stomping grounds here in Arlington. Home run number 33, Nelson Cruz. It's now 10-1, Mariners. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here's the stretch and the 0-2 pitch. It is strike three called on the inside corner with a fastball. Felix Hernandez with his first strikeout of the night. The stretch and the pitch on the way. Strike three called and the ball game is over. The Mariners win it tonight. They win it big by a score of 10-4 over the Rangers. The Mariners have now won three in a row and they've done it with a lot of offense. See you later.